success we are on welcome back for season two of the from mess to success podcast a podcast where we discover explore and unpick people's from mess to success stories i'm your host justin founder of from mess to success coaching author of you're fired you're hired and i'm on a mission to share stories from people who have moved from their version of mess to their version of success transforming their lives along the way and today we are joined by my good friend, co-founder of Dry App, author, speaker, entrepreneur, dad, husband, and all-round great guy, Matt Pink, aka Better Life Guy. Matt, welcome to the show. How are you, mate? I'm all good, mate. Thanks for that intro. That's blinding. I'm good. How are you? Yeah, good to see you, mate. I know this has been uh, been a while in the making, and um, I just wanted to start start off, mate, by asking how you are. I've seen sort of bad backs, busted eardrums, and I just want to make sure you're okay, mate. I've had a shocker, mate. I've had an absolute shocker. I've had burst eardrum October, November time. I was flat out for like four weeks. Got recovered from that. Then got through Christmas and then had um, a really weird injury of a of a like a swollen coccyx, um, which <laughs> uh, kind of happened over a period of weeks when I was doing a load of weights and sort of sitting and putting a load of pressure on that area. And then it just went a couple of weeks ago. And that was really weird because I didn't know what it was and never even had that sort of pain before. I've had bad backs, but yeah. I've never had that before. And then um, I've been dosed up. So my, day, my first day back at the gym was today and I took it properly lightly. And I felt like I, I nearly pulled my hamstring. I was doing some lunges. I was like, I'm just, I've got home. Mummy said, you're just getting old. You're literally falling apart. So um, I'm not on a good run of form, but um, throughout it, everything else around the edges, mate, is is blinding. So yeah, all good, really. Good stuff. Good, good, good. Yeah, I've been sort of like, I mean, I've, I've been into the mind and body connection for, you know, for, for a long time and for years. And I just sort of you know you know sort of part of my journey my new journey and I've had a few health scares as well which are sort of ongoing and I just I just sometimes think whether is it that we're just getting old what you're saying or is it that sometimes you step away from that safety blanket and it brings some stress into your life and you know um and what could cause that I don't know because there's there's obviously you know, and we can talk about a bit more, a bit about this. Is that that entrepreneur journey is is it's not easy, is it? it? It all looks good on paper. Yeah, it's not easy at all, mate. We were just saying off air. It's like you get you think you get yeah. You know, it's going to be a coach, and I can go to sit in a cafe in Bali for four weeks and coach people from wherever in the world, and you can do that. Um, but it's just not none of it's easy. Not no matter if you're starting your own business, your own shop, coaching, your own app, whatever it is, your own brand. I think I've, I'm fortunate that I've done a lot of reading and I've done a lot of learning about business and about entrepreneurs. And I know from day one that it's not going to be easy. And I think yeah. regardless of my good ideas, and I think I get excited about it and I think I'm going to be the next big thing and it's going to be the next big thing. And then you know, it slows down once it loses that initial impact. I think yeah. the difference is being well-read means that I know that that's coming. I think where the difference is people don't know and they get excited by their own ideas and they don't know the reality of it. When reality hits, they often sort of lose all motivation and fall uh, fall away and go back to what they've always done. And I think my, I'm definitely aware probably in that in that transitional bit where we're persevering. We're, we're, yeah. we're going to keep our foot on the gas and we're yeah. going to keep going no matter what. Because uh, I think once you get through that, you pierce that veneer. I think yeah, we're doing good things. We're not doing yeah, we're doing a lot of this stuff for free. Like if you look at my Instagram account, I put a lot of man hours into that to help people for free, which is helping people. If, yeah. You know, in the dry up, we do a lot of it for free, and you know, you can't. I'm a strong believer in the universe, and the universe sees what you do. He sees we're putting out good things. It sees, but also the universe tests you to make sure you're ready for the next for your big break. Um, and so I'm just I, I'm telling the universe I'm ready, and I am ready. Um, but it ain't come yet. It's still, still yeah. yet, yet to come. Yeah, and you know, when does the universe answer? I mean, you know, we could we could sort of go down into a rabbit hole straight away. There, I mean, I think you know, on my sort of, I even feel a bit weird saying entrepreneur, but on my mini entrepreneur journey, it's um, like you're saying. I've learned that some of the things I used to find really, really cheesy. Are, are absolutely not cheesy they are the real deal like consistency is key like perseverance like 
just keep going, like discipline, like habits. I used to read all this stuff thinking, yeah, 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 I get it on a on an intellectual level, but it's not until you're in it and feeling it that you're now like, oh, do you know what? That is totally right. Do you know what I mean? All of those kind of things, you know. So um, have you found that through, obviously, your own journey and through all the reading? Definitely, mate. I, like every single day, every single week, every single Monday morning, I'm like, right, I'm going to get up. I'm going to do it again. I'm going to do it again. I'm going to do it again and keep showing up. And uh, Andy was a big part of that. Andy Ramage was a big part of that in, in embedding that into me quite early. And he does to himself because you, know, you can't you can't outperform someone that shows up every day, um, no matter who you are, how good you are. If you just show up every day, no matter what, then you're winning and you will win. And um, that's the mentality we've got. Got, and that's why we do sort of daily content in dry. That's why we do daily content on Better Life Guy, because perseverance and consistency is king. Um, it's not easy for anyone. And, you know, there's the odd person that will have the odd good luck or big break, but yeah. generally speaking, it's about that sort of ten-year overnight success, isn't it? Yeah. Um, people talk a lot about Joe Wicks, you know, being an overnight success, but yeah, ten years of dishing out flyers at Richmond Station and yeah, you know, carrying stuff on a trailer and getting out to the park and doing sort of free uh, classes or whatever for years and years and years in the winter, you know, getting through it. No, no luck, no luck, no luck. And then one day, bang, um, his time came. So I think it's just having those stories of sort of encouragement um, and, and just showing up and persevering. Yeah, I totally, totally get that overnight success thing that you just look at someone you know, as we look at most people and go, oh, yeah, they've made, they've made it, they've cracked it. But no one's got any idea of the blood, sweat and tears and, and, and the backstory and stuff. And it's something that it's something made, to be honest, I try to talk a lot to my kids about, do you know what I mean now, and try and pass that down. They're at an age where my daughter's 14, um, and, yeah, I try and pass some of that down, which is you've got to just do things when no one's watching. It's what you do in those darkest moments, and do you know what I mean? And it's uh, and there's, there's so much truth in it, mate. That's the thing, and... Um, you know, yeah, I'm I'm sort of on my own sort of journey with, with that now. But I'll tell you what, one of the things, you know, that because I was always like a coach does and, and sort of entrepreneur, I was always conflicted with the the social media stuff. And one one of the things I did early days was just start to reframe everything and see it as like the consistency part and posting, see it as a bit like work. And the way I thought about it was like most jobs, when you go to work, you do the same thing every day anyway, whether it's you're in an office and having to check check an email or you're a binman putting the bins out. You, you have to do the same thing every day. Do you know what I mean? So why don't you treat it like, and I sort of reframed it a bit. Do you know what I mean? So social media and posting and stuff, it became like, well, I'm going to reframe this. I mean, as I would do in the workplace. Do you know what I mean? Exactly, mate. You, we're very fortunate that this is our job because um, we've both done a job before that was very different to this and you know, this is a this is a privilege to be able to do this it's a privilege to be able to show up it's a privilege to be able to help people it's a privilege to be a, a trailblazer really and have the ability to create new content and you know draw new lines in the sand every single day so that's what I try and see it as and I, and I, I also think you've got to have a strategy and a business and uh, a mindset that is sustainable because if you don't have that and I think a lot of I see a lot of people come into the Instagram space all bells and whistles um, you know and giving everything and I think oh, they could be decent if they were consistent but they're not consistent no 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 there's a handful of people that are consistent and they're the handful of people that are have the arguably the most followers or the you know it's engagement or doing the best work or getting noticed or get a blue ticks or whatever you want to call like being um, successful in Instagram but that's because they show up every day, every single day, every single day. And I think that is the difference between um, people get excited and come into a new thing and then they get shiny things and it's like, oh, this is amazing. And they get you know, whatever. But then it's the people that stay the longest that win. And would you say, Matt, that that's your, you know, if you were to give advice on going into this entrepreneur world or starting something online, what's the one bit of advice that you would you would give out is it that consistency piece or perseverance yeah you got to stay with it um you got to be able to stay with it in your own you got to think to yourself right when the times are hard when the nights are dark you know when i'm skin or whatever i'm going to be able to stick to success and that that goes for everything in life whether it's diet 
working out, whatever. But it definitely goes for me in business because I've got myself into a place now where I can sort of pretty much post on Instagram, for example, every day, something or other. Um, but, and it's not something I'm forcing out either. It's something because I've built the platform by calling myself Better Life Guy, even to start with, not Sober Guy. You know, I didn't want to limit myself because I didn't want to talk about sobriety every single day. Now I do talk about it most days, but I also talk about food, working out, other, all the other stuff because yeah. that keeps it sustainable for me. So right down from the name, that's enabled me to then create content through stories that is just stuff that I'm doing that I want to share and post is stuff that comes into my head now that I just literally think of and then film it and then post it. So that I had to go through the stages at the early stages of like teaching myself how to do that, of refining the craft, if you like, of of perfecting it a little bit and having and also building my confidence um, yeah. and building engagement. So I had to go through that stage. But now I'm at a stage now where I don't know what I'm going to post today, but I, I will post something today and it will just be something that comes up in my head and I'll just film it and post it. Um, which makes it super like sustainable for me, and obviously that brings variety of results as well because it's not stuff that you know is going to win necessarily. It's like riskier stuff because you think, well, that's just what I think, rather than like you. you a lot of people post, including me, the sort of generic sort of sober motivation stuff. But I think I've outgrown that, and I think the space has outgrown that. And now I think there's better, more room for people's opinions and people's genuine opinions. And I think that plays into the hands of the consistency piece for me, definitely, if we're talking just about Instagram. Yeah, and you're obviously, just for the context of the listener, your Instagram story's been, like, um, unbelievable, right? I mean, unbelievable and for most of us, but then you can you can always look upwards and say, well, actually, look at that person, look at that person. But so you you started off Better Life Guy with a view to, was it more obviously leaning towards that sober space or was it more that you always had the self-development in mind? Uh, so basically, it's my, like my book. My book, if, if anyone's read my book, um, Better Me, Better You, it's, it's all, the same thing, no word of sobriety, but it's got an undertone of sobriety throughout it. But the book talks about everything from sort of mind, body, and soul, um, because I did make a lot of changes in my mind and my mindset, my thought process, and I made a lot of changes with how I ate, how I moved my body, and I also discovered the world of spirituality. So I was kind of fascinated by all three things. That's why I wrote the book on all three things. That's why I called Better Life Goal basically all three yeah. things. But, um, so it, it so happens that I don't think any of it's really possible for me because it is my page, my journey, without, if I was boozing, you know, the rest of it would just fall by the wayside. So the the alcohol-free stuff is is my passion because I do think it's the gateway to a better life. But then with what comes with that is better nutrition, better diet, better health, better sleep, better everything. So, yeah, it's the gateway. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I um, just before we go on to talk about the dry app, the, 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 the confession I did, within the app on one of the lives I did um, was that, you know, I never wanted to give up alcohol. I just wanted to become a better you um, and a better, you know, a better, I wanted to become, sorry, a better, better me, which is um, the best version of me, which is kind of what you're saying. It was all tied around that spirituality, self-development, um, knowing that booze didn't serve me anymore, but that was kind of like, you know, it, I just knew I had to sort of move it out of the way. Do you know what I mean? It was a blocker. It was getting on the way, but I never wanted to, you know, uh, quite like the taste of it. And, you know, it was just more, it was about that because I just got to that stage where I just wanted to become the best version of me possible. And that's sort of a bit of, you know, the journey I've been on. Exactly, mate. Exactly. Also, we're at an age where you've, we've done it, we've seen it, done it, been to all the nice places, drank all the nice wines, made all the mistakes, had all the fun, sort of, I feel, that's what I felt like. I sort of felt like there was a few times towards the end where I weren't enjoying it. I was getting heartburn. I was feeling like shit. I was tired. I was ratty with people. And I just thought, there's got to be more to life than this. I don't know if I could face another 30 years of doing this. Like, I don't even find it very enjoyable. I think I'd suffer for it. I was getting fatter. I just weren't, I just weren't sleeping well. So it just made sense for me to have a break, have a breather, and sort of think about whether it was possible. And that's when I discovered that it was possible. And I discovered Andy Ramage, I discovered the space itself. And I was like, yeah. wow, this is this sounds like a bit of me. And that was once I've sort of seen it. I don't think you can really unsee it. Um, and that was where it sort of lured me in, if you like. And I thank God it did. 
Yeah, and I um, it's something you said recently that um, really, really stuck out in my mind, which was um, something around you, you know, your AF journey will you want to go alcohol free for the next 10 years right but you um because you're excited about what you can achieve in that 10 years but there might be a point when you um you know sail away into the sunset at 50 years old and that might change and i just i I think that really resonated and i actually because a client said to me the other week who's changing his relationship with alcohol he was like I don't, he was like, I feel weird saying I'm never going to drink again to my family, my, my missus when I go on a holiday, my, you know, and I, and I said to him, well, why don't you reframe it? You know, why don't you, and use that kind of, that terminology was, you know, it's just not serving you now, or it might not be serving you over the next couple of years, or you want to become the best dad or best version of you over 10 years. And that all might change in 10 years. And, you know, I mean, it was a penny dropping moment for him as well. Yeah, exactly. And it's about creating a life that excites you enough that there's no room for alcohol in it. And that's where I was sort of coming from with the 10 year journey. Yeah. Because I don't really focus on the not drinking bit. I focus on what I gain back from not drinking and therefore what can I do that? What yes. can I do that excites me? And actually I can't do that with that. So I know for the next 10 years, what I want to do, I know how excited it makes me and I know there's no room for booze, but I also know I don't want to do, I don't want to commit to anything for more than 10 years really, because who knows what happens in life. You know, I've learned that along the way and i think to myself i can get to 50 like you say i'm 40 in a few weeks yeah or months um get to 50 have a blast give 10 years of as much as i can in this space see where that takes me and you know at 50 years old i reassess it and who knows i might i've got visions of myself like moving to spain or Mallorca or having a villa and you know sitting by the pool with all the family you know i see that as a big possibility i don't know if i've got a glass of wine in my hand or not um and the chances are i probably won't have because i think the longer you go on this journey the more you realize actually what it is you see it for what it is but it's enough to make me motivate me to get on with it and get the job done and then i'll see where it takes me from there really yeah and i think that's a brilliant way of for me as and i i i feel the same because and i think it'd be it'll be so easy for for you matt to be you know obviously a key key player in the alcohol free space to say i'm never drinking again i recommend you don't either and this is what but actually the reality of it the reality of people's journeys and situations and transformations is, is totally different we're all different right we're all on a different journey we're all at different stages you know and i think that's um you know i think that's i, I think that's powerful yeah exactly mate here we are We're, and i think it helps because i don't want to be like a yes man i don't want to be saying the same as everyone else i just want to tell you the truth and i've written about it in my book i've told yeah. it on podcasts that is the reality of it although when i wrote in my book i felt a lot different about what my future looked like is at that point i think in hindsight i was probably hanging on to that i'm gonna have a beer at 50 and i'm sort of looking forward to it um that was more my mentality whereas now like i'm sort of drifting away it's been nearly three years and um yeah, yeah i don't i don't know whether that happens or not but who knows who knows what happens along the way yeah who knows who knows um yeah so okay so we just for the context of the listener we we met about a year ago and I had been following you. Um, I was tiptoeing into the AF community at the time. And um, it wasn't until we spoke, which was, must be like, it must be around a year ago um, through coaching that there was similarities with our career, our background. We had both run shops. There's a few hobbies we got talking about. And then subsequently over, you know, in, in that year, you developed launched dry app i've become a life member which i've i've really really enjoyed and um and that's been um i just loved being involved and i've actually got a little confession to make which i've never told anyone is that the minute you um the mo- when you first left um a voicemail on my instagram message on my through instagram i was having the shittest day ever right so basically um i'd had a bit of health scare um, I'd gone to see a consultant in my um, in the hospital um, routine appointment. He took one look at this problem. I was having this this swelling on the side of my hip and he was like, you've got to go to A&E now. And I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, I think you've got an infection. 
So I'm sitting in A&E and you know what it's I'm in A&E since I was a kid. You know what it's like through a couple of times you've you've had to run in there recently. And I was I was like about four hours in. I was like, what the hell's going on? I've got a 10 hour wait. And then your message popped up and I, and I listened to it and I was like, oh, that's just like, that's just made my day. I was having a shit, shit morning. And then I had the, the dilemma is, do I sit there and not reply uh, because I'm, I miss my getting called in or do I run out and leave and leave Matt a voicemail back? So, uh, so yeah, just, just, just sort of let you know, mate. Brilliant. I love that, mate. I, I didn't, didn't realise I was disturbing you at such a private time, but. Um, that's that's what it's all about, mate. Isn't it? Like we were buzzing to tell people about dry. We were buzzing about the life members, and I think yeah, we were so. I remember that being that such an exciting moment. And I think we, like you said, we didn't necessarily know everyone that well at the time, but we you just know you get an inclination of like who's right for the for the role, really. And I think yeah. that's that's stuck because actually the group we've now got has been like the foundational group to this app, been really helpful and supportive. And will go on to be super successful within it as well as as the beast grows because obviously we've got huge visions for it. So yeah, yeah. And how's the app going? I mean, so just just for context, you know, you're um, if I'm right, we're on about eight thousand members now and and stuff. How's it going? Yeah, I mean, it's beyond our wildest dreams, really. When we first launched it, we thought, right, let's try and get to a thousand people by the end of the year. We launched in October. Um, and then we had a thousand people by lunchtime the first day. Um, oh, in fact, you probably remember because, yeah, we, I remember we, like, we were counting, we were reeling it in, weren't we? Yeah, yeah, we were sitting there. And I said to Andy, as a laugh, I was like, if you get to a thousand, you've got to pay for everyone to go for lunch. He was like, yeah, all right. And then it was getting like getting tasty, and uh, yeah, it got got right up there. And lunchtime, it was done deal. He was like, yeah, fair enough, job done. So, um, yeah, that was the first first day we went to a thousand, which was pretty incredible because although you've got a fair following on. Instagram or social media it doesn't necessarily translate. Someone's got to still go to an app, download an app, and even though it's free, it was still a barrier to entry in terms of people actually having to do it. Um, so we weren't sure how that go, but yeah, like you say, we've been going for like over four months now. Eight thousand uh, members, sixty-four countries, wow. um, and all, all. What's exciting about that is it's all organic, so we haven't done any marketing for it at all that's just been sort of word of mouth and through our social channels and emails etc but nothing we haven't touched the service of marketing yet and we, we didn't want to either because we want to get it right we want to get the tone right we want to get the people right get the life members right get get everything that feels good feels consistent start getting our own sort of dry handwriting if you like on everything and then we'll turn it up a bit once we know that we're not going to lose that because we don't want to then throw 10,000 people in there they'll double the number and we lose the core characters or the core essence of what it's all about so we just still got to figure that bit out as it scales it's a nice problem to have but we'll keep we'll keep working with it but we want to yeah we want to get next thing we want to get to 100,000 really um but that's that's obviously a huge jump um so yeah we we think we've got the right branding we think we've got the right energy we think we've got the right message we think we over deliver on the content we've just launched a new subscription which is only 9.99 a month which is a dry mind because we feel passionately about our own self-development journeys we we feel like getting sober or taking a break for the booze is one thing but if you do that and then just live the same old lifestyle you've always lived but without the booze you're probably going to either massively under potentialize your life or you're going to go back to doing what you did before, which is go back to drinking, go back to hanging out in the places you've always hung out at, which will suck you back into that lifestyle. You've got to create something new. You've got to work on who you are. You've got to create a new vision for yourself. You've got to become a better version of yourself, all round health, you know, living vision and mindset, spirituality, all of it. It's got to be worked on. Um, but no one knows that and no one knows how to do it, which is why we developed Dry Mind, which is a, a weekly sort of mini masterclass, a sort of like blast of self-development and give people some tangible homework, if you like, to take home, which is super simple, but just gets people thinking differently. So that's been another string to the bow we've added in the last few weeks, which has been really exciting. And then we've just got loads and loads more planned. We want to take it international. We want to do... We've done some walks like around the country, which have been so, so successful. We did Scotland. We, we're doing Ireland. We've been to Ireland last year, but not with Dry. We're doing Ireland this year with Dry, uh, which is in next week, actually. We're doing Cork, Dublin, Belfast. Then we're looking at doing New York in June. And what I mean by these walks is they're, they're free events. And the idea of it is 
for me and Andy, really, and Crystal to get out and about and meet the crew. Um, we'll come to you and we want to put on these free events so that, you know, we, we're the ones that do the legwork. We'll do the costing and we'll come to you. And we think that's so important because there's not many apps or any apps that I know of that, that sort of delivers on what we deliver on in terms of the content we deliver, but also then to go and make the effort to come to people's city and meet them and go for a walk with them and have a coffee with them. I think that just creates and sort of secures this bond that we've got. And it's really weird because every place we've been, we've had a decent number turn up. And even if it's been quite short notice and every time that people turn up, it's always that same sort of like energy that you get in the app. So the online transfers offline site perfectly. So we, we think the more of these we can do, the you know, the more bond we're going to have and the more people we can help change their lives, which therefore will help uh, to sort of to the power of 10, if you like, of the people around them. And it's just sort of that having that ripple effect out and out and out constantly. Um, and then along the way, yeah, hopefully we pick up the sort of like household name title of the alcohol-free space because it's there for the taking. There's no one doing it on that level. Yeah. Um, you've got your headspace, your calm for the meditations, your Strava for your running or your cycling. I don't think you've really got anything that's a household name for the alcohol-free space that does it with our sort of fun, positive, vibrant energy, with our branding, with our online and offline um, community. So yeah, I think we're we've got everything in play. It's just gonna be now a case of like um making sure we've got the right people with us, making sure we've got the right plans and making sure we don't sort of like veer off course and uh yeah, keep getting feedback from the crew and uh yeah. I think it's gonna be yeah. an exciting year. Yeah, I mean I just I mean it's quite quite a lot there to unpick, but just the online um offline connection, I think is something really really powerful and you know this it, this was this is a quite a new journey for me and i think last year was much around for me building that online connection um through the coaching world through a lot of of andy's world and then the walks um the high park walk which was the first dry app meetup was my first ever offline connection right and I, um, you know, for me, that was really, really profound because, you know, I was walking around um, and I said this the other day, I was walking around Hyde Park with two guys and we were like, mate, it could have been 2000 years ago. We were like three Greek philosophers. We were talking about stoicism. We were talking about men. We were talking about, you know, thing authentic stuff. Do you know what I mean? And, and for me, that was the first time I've ever been sort of in that environment with total strangers talking about authentic stuff, but we're all connecting, you know, and it's not, I've still got like 20 years of, of memories of being in the pub and that you think that's connection and the, the banter and the, you know, which has its place at the time. But this for me, mate, was really, really powerful. Yeah, exactly. And that was only what like two two three weeks maybe maximum after yeah. the app launched we just decided to quickly do it on a bit of a whim right who's in london on this day and we turned up and i think there's like 40 odd people that turned up which was incredible for like something such short notice yeah. and yeah like you so say you just you instantly sort of got a buzz well we got a right buzz from it to be fair and afterwards we were just like wow and that's sort of when we knew we were on something special really because if we've done all the groundwork six months before it, building it, creating it, wanting to attract that level of people because you want to attract the right people. Um, and that's the other weird thing that's happened is like when you create something like that, it's like having a public shop, I guess, like you, you're going to get all sorts come in. It's a free app. So it's everyone's for that, for the taking, but we haven't had any dickheads like yeah. at all. Like, we haven't had any trouble really. We are, count on one finger on one hand where like, how many times we've had to manage something or have a conversation with someone. But in considering it's 8,000 people from all over the world that are strangers, male and female, I think that's been incredible. But I think that's sort of down to the the nucleus of the team and the, the tone of the group being so important. And that's why these online, offline events are so, are so critical to that as well. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, one of the things that, that resonated with me early doors, and you know, it might sort of tie in with what you're saying, why you, you know, why you haven't had any sort of grief or much grief in the app, is the the positive positivity, the vibrant and fun message. And for me, I sort of really connected with that early doors when I heard you talk about that because 
you know, I was seeing elements of the AF space that felt a little bit, oh, is that quite my, you know, because that, that's not the journey I've been on when we talk about, you know, self-development and becoming a better you and stuff like that. But so I really connected with those, if you call them, or your vision or your values map, do you, do you know what I mean? And I think then they've transferred into the app, haven't they? What, so what, what was the thought behind the positivity, the vibrant and fun? Was it just, you know, how did that come about? Well, it came about because I was looking at various other apps, not necessarily in the alcohol-free space, but just generally looking mm. at good and bad examples. And I thought to myself, like my experience of using apps is if it's if it's dull, stagnant, boring, negative, anything like that, you know, I might go on it once, I might go on it twice, and then it's finished. But in order for an app to be successful, it's got to be fun, positive, and vibrant, and it's got to keep fresh you've got to keep and that's why we were so keen on launching new events making it accessible for everyone launching merch launching a new color of something you know, re re move like moving around the, the home page adding new colors to stuff making it feel like fresh every time you go onto it so that that's only going to bring people back and the feedback i've had was has been brilliant and then the tone of it the tone of the message we send out in our lives is what they're mirrored in the group because you know, if we're not talking about wanting to kill ourselves all the time, you know, if we did talk about that, I'm sure then we'd get a lot more posts that talk about that as well. Yeah. If we're talking about going from zero to 10 and actually, right, what we're going to do to create a bigger future for ourselves, what's our vision look like? What are our behaviors? What are our habits? How can we do it together? Let's have a laugh. Let's go and do this event. Let's go and do that event. Like, let's wear pink hoodies. Like, let's do something fun, yeah. engaging. Like, that's much better for me than if we were all talking about how depressed we are and how we want to kill ourselves. That's just, that's got a place, but that's just not what I, and it goes back to that sustainability thing and that longevity. I can live in a world where we're talking fun, positive, vibrant, where we're all getting each other sort of like lit up in a good way. Um, Cause that's going to see it through. Whereas can you imagine how morbid it must be to talk about the, the negative stuff all the time, every day. That's, that's not got longevity in it for me. That's, that's someone else's gig. And I've been through yeah. enough shit in my life to talk about it. And I do talk about it occasionally, but why would I want to talk about that all the time? I just want to talk about where I'm going, not where I've been personally. Yeah. Yeah, and that's something you speak a lot of when I when I sort of hear you talk is a lot about that sort of positive way forward and, and forward thinking. And and do you know what, right? When you think about it, you know, giving up alcohol should be fun, shouldn't it? I mean, it's like you're giving up something that's that doesn't serve you or that's caused you, you know, for some people cause them chaos. Uh, for other people, just like not, you know, they, they've outgrown it. So it, it almost should be celebrated. It should be fun, right? Yeah, exactly, mate. And it, it is fun. It's just, it's not the fun we're used to. The fun we're used to is getting smashed and getting like getting all excited about going out, meeting people. When are we going out having beers before lunch? You know, that, that was what excited me before. So you remove that, then you think you've lost fun and excitement, but you haven't. You're just reframing it. Fun now is getting up and going to the gym early or you know, doing a dry walk at 10 o'clock in the morning, meeting 30 strangers in a new city and having a coffee with them afterwards and giving a right buzz um that's fun doing a cold water swim that's fun you know, going to bed early and getting a good night's sleep i find fun. i'm buzzing to get to bed at nine o'clock at night read a bit of a book get a good night's sleep in i think that's fun now and it's yeah. not a traditional fun to what you used to but it's got it's fun without the negative spin it's yeah. pure fun yeah that's it it's, it's pure fun and yeah and and why shouldn't it be you know you're you're giving up you're giving up something to that's going to open up that pathway and that pathway should also be fun right this self development journey um that you know and why did you know when i listen to like everybody in the alcohol free space and and the life members there's there's a reason why you want to share your story and share your experience and share your feelings It's because of how good you feel and that fun, you know, more, you might not, you might not class it as I feel like fun today, but you want to share your what's working for you and your wins and most importantly how you feel and that's what i find is, is sharing how you feel because it's 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 such a like game changer isn't it in terms of what you you know some of these alcohol free superpowers or the journey you go on like now me and you are like i'm the same as you mate i'm in bed at nine i'm trying this um trying this cold shower stuff that again you know you look at 
know, ages ago and go, yeah, not for me. And then you try it and go, actually, there's a reason why everyone's talking about that stuff. There's a reason why it's everywhere because it actually works, you know? Yeah, no, exactly, mate. And if you think about right to the start, when when I first stopped drinking, why I didn't know I didn't know it was going to lead me into having a career in it. But I so what what compelled me to start my own Instagram account and start talking about it? Because let's face it, there's I get a lot of shit. I get a lot of shit for it. I get I got a lot of shit for it when I started it because people are like, what what is this guy on about? Like especially like my mates particularly. Yeah. But the reason I, I speak about it and and started the account for free in my own time and putting my own sort of neck on the line really was because I was like fucking hell this is something people need to know about like it feels unreal especially compared to what it used to feel like um so and that's why I continue it because many people don't even know this life exists they don't know you can stop drinking they don't know that exists they think you've either got a problem or you're pregnant that's what I used to think um but they don't know you can just actively choose to take a break from the booze or to give up completely. And if you do that, every single part of your life and every problem you thought you had will start dissolving without you doing anything. Um, and then you get a bit of a reality check. You know, that's what life is. And it's not about feeling better. It's about feeling normal, which is so used to being feeling like shit all the time that we've lowered our baseline of happiness. So when we remove the booze, our baseline creeps up and then we become normal. But we think that's happy. It's not. It's just normal. So um, yeah, that's why I continue to talk about it. And I, I always will talk about it because, and I get, and I'm lucky. I get the sort of feedback. Really, I get a lot of people come to me and say, "Look, I started following you now, two years ago. I've never mentioned anything to you, but I just need to know you helped me. I'm, I'm now two years sober, and I've done this, I've done that, I've done that. Like, and it was all down to you, and that makes me feel good, which also inspires me to carry on going because I know there's plenty of other people that are coming through the ranks, if you like, and just constantly chipping away one person at a time and making a bit of a dent in the world, if you know what I mean, in a good in a good way. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, and it's something you said there that's I hadn't thought of before. It's, you know, I'm 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 always talking about feeling better and feeling better and do this and you feel better. But actually if you refrain that it's just to say, well actually it, it isn't that normal isn't that you know what you're doing could be just that baseline of, of being normal and it's not about feeling better it's like if you didn't drink that's just normal do you know what i mean yeah exactly and but again like it's, people don't talk about it like that because they're so used to feeling like shit but yeah feeling normal is the game like we weren't born into this world to go and sit around in pubs poisoning ourselves like lying cheating gambling mm. you know, like we're not born to do that we just inherited it because we've because of this readily available sort of poison which is out there but we've got sucked into that because that's what generations above us did so we think it's normal but now we've come away from it and we're actually now we're born into this world to do amazing things to help other people to create things that's what you're born to do we just get it drilled out of us because the booze takes over when we get into our late 20s and our 30s and we get responsibilities and we lean on it more as a crutch and then shit explodes around 35 and then everyone either has a midlife crisis or stops drinking or drinks more or goes into rehab or goes to AA or it's, it's generally, I mean, that's a general statement, but you know what I'm saying? That's generally the flow of how, how life works. Um, but now you see it for what it is. And don't get me wrong. I'm glad I had all that experience. I'm glad I had the booze in days and I'm glad I had the days where I was off the rails because it's sort of made me realize how good life is. Um, but I'm also glad I discovered this at sort of a relatively young age, 36, I was when I stopped. And uh, yeah, so I, I'm, you know, I said nearly 40. Um, so it's been, it's, it hasn't been three years yet. So it was the April I stopped and my birth, my 37th birthday was in the May. Um, so yeah, and I'm, I'm buzzing for that really. I'm Because a lot of people are discovering it, you know, later on in life and thinking, yeah. oh, that's, that could have been me. Could have been, or could have never discovered it and just, you know, died in my 60s or 70s, having never really fulfilled my potential. Yeah, that's it. That's it. And that's it. It's that, that fulfilling my potential. I mean, I um, I was, I did, my newsletter last week was about this, uh, are you dreaming enough? And um, I touched on, um, I touched on an example with, with the guy I'm working with at the moment. I'm sure he wouldn't mind me saying that, um, you know, he's, he's given up alcohol. It's been the gateway to sort of, I think, you know, long lasting change for him. But as a, and then we've started to like, as we've started to work together, we've started to dream a little bit and peel back the layers. And we're starting to now talk about 
all the sort of things that he really feels he always wanted to be in life and could go on to achieve, you know, and then it's like, it's magical listening to that because, you know, I think that's, you know, what point if you do stop dreaming and you do go into your sixties and seventies, do you know what I mean? And, and that's, that's, that's that. I, I don't want that for anyone. Do you know what I mean? That's, uh, you know, and I, I always I refer back to this quote, which is uh, Wayne Dyer, the, the, the spiritual guy. Um, he says, don't die with the music still inside you, which is about, you know, having this. You've always had this passion in life, but it's never really come. Do you know what I mean? It's all sort of tied into that. Yeah, exactly, mate. It's just, don't they say it's like well, the regrets of dying? I think it's um, one of them. It's never, you know, never took that chance never took that risk never had the courage to do the thing i wanted to do because i was always sort of stuck in the handcuffs of safety or you know consistency like i just didn't want to do it didn't want to why take the risk and i think that that was a sign of the times as well i think nowadays there's so much opportunity with social media with the internet with you know new businesses new new business ideas you can literally start something in a heartbeat and it's a lot easier you can almost do it on the side which i think a lot of people are doing is what i did a bit of a side hustle and then you know, see if it does work, see if it does fulfill your potential, see if you do feel energized by it, and then you can sort of start moving it along and get it out there full time so that there's more yeah. opportunity these days. Yeah, it's the world. It's how you view the world, mate, isn't it? I mean, I know, you know, I've heard you say quite a few times what a, what a wonderful time to be alive, and it's something that, you know, I, I subscribe to as well because it is – if you look if you do look around and it's you know it's the world is abundant right there's you can go and be anyone do anything you know it's never you know never a better time regardless of what you're seeing on the news and stuff like that if you can try and um you know try and sort of um move away from that and um you know you look at all that sort of the secret stuff and you know and now all that manifesting stuff it's it's all there right yeah, exactly. You can do anything, mate. Be any, like you say, you can be anywhere in the world. You can fly anywhere. You can work from anywhere now. I mean, like you can even before that. You got to look. It's how you look at it. You look at a great world. You're going to get a great world. If you look at a shit world, you're going to get a shit world. It's what you put out. You get back. So uh, you know, I would always choose the positive view on anything I can, really, because why choose the negative? Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's that, that. That's a choice we've got, haven't we? So, yes. So, okay, mate, brilliant. So, where? I mean, just you mentioned there, like you're giving up the booze around sort of thirty six. We won't go into all the all the uh, the the deep backstory and the, all the all the sort of telltales. But you know, what's um, what was that sort of build up, Matt? What was that sort of context around that time? Was there a tipping point moment, or was it just a drip, drip, drip sort of building up to that point? No, it got like, I'd say, like, I always say, and like I said to you before, like, I, I hate going into my story because those people have heard it before and it's, yeah. it is long and it is, it is yeah. negative. Um, but for the context of this, you know, I was a pretty much a normal boozer. I say normal, like a good mates, football, weekends, boozing, curry on a Saturday night, roast dinner on a Sunday, back to work, feeling like shit on a Monday. Yeah. And as a sort of that classic, like got a bit older, uh, got married, had kids had a boy had a girl and then in 2013 my son died suddenly which mm-hmm. then at that point as well coincided with me buying a house I just got married and like everything had like stepped up a bit with responsibilities and suddenly my sort of job was like something I needed rather than something I just did so and also at the same time I was getting promoted so I was getting you know better job more pay but also getting more and more trapped by the job uh, which is a very common thing these days as well which is another passion of mine I speak about on the side and then uh, yeah when he died um, obviously I went into a bit of a, a period where alcohol relationship was like something that I um, needed rather than something I wanted which is what I always say because it's the best way to describe it um, and it's yeah, just that slight shift in perspective so I sort of like remember thinking like is the beer in the fridge if there's not I'm going to go I have to get some before I get home because I can't not have any drink in the fridge or whatever. Um, and that just led that that a put a rocket um, between sort of me and Mike's wife because we just couldn't lean on each other. We were both struggling, obviously, um, and we sort of started to drift apart. B then when I went back into work, everything didn't feel 
right and from normal like i felt like my world been ripped apart so then i was leaning more into sort of staying because i was working in central london like sticking around and bars and clubs and just generally slowly but surely started living a bit of a different life really and sort of when i was in town i felt better than when i was at home so Mm -hmm. i started spending more more time in town and left less time home and that came with drink that came with drugs that came with like bad behavior just generally um but throughout it i was functioning and still going to work and actually bizarrely getting promoted again and promoted again um so yeah i was like functioning really um and then when me and my wife ex-wife ended up splitting up uh which was about five years ago now um that was kind of the rock bottom moment really because that was when it was all you know, I'd been doing the drinking, the drugging for ages. I'd sort of yeah. lost my way completely. I'm um, still hanging on to a job, but lost, end up losing the house, losing that, like, everything I'd worked hard to yeah. sort of build, I lost. So then at that point where I, I sort of like had to refine myself, which I did for various ways and spiritual visits and all sorts going on. But um, when I refound myself and I found my new missus, who is now my wife, um Kirsty, we oh we kind of had a bit of a different relationship i saw the opportunity to start again so we would drink together but we would also go to the gym together and run together and do healthier stuff together and go out for brunch rather than dinner and it was just a bit different i was like, I like this i like this lifestyle better i feel like i'm off to a good start then at the same time I sort of discovered Andy Ramage and I discovered the world of online sobriety and I couldn't believe it existed. I, I couldn't get my head around that people stop drinking voluntarily and they're not in AA. They don't need to. They just like actually want a better life. And when I, when I heard him talk uh, and he was, he was working in London, I was working in London. It was a very similar way. He was a sort of golden handcuffs. If you like, I was earning decent money. I just wanted to be a better version of myself. He wanted to be a version, version of myself. So, and he was doing it and he was a couple of years ahead of me. So he'd already done the job, done the move, made the jump and sort of committed to a lifestyle of alcohol freeness. And so I was like, right, that's what I've got to do. So I started taking breaks, started taking a couple of weeks off, two weeks off, two weeks off, three weeks off, but then also two weeks on, two weeks on. And I was getting smashed one weekend and then not drinking the next weekend. So I was really getting to see the extremes of both. And, um, and then literally lockdown happened in March of the 2020 and in April, sort of a month into thinking this is quality because I'm getting to drink at home and, you know, not have to go to work. It's brilliant. I was furloughed. But then I saw an opportunity to, to get out as well because my whole lifestyle, my London lifestyle was what was going to be the problem because I was so ingrained into the boozing, the paper the people, the places, yeah, that's just what I was known for, really. So I thought, right, well, that will shut down, and God knows where I'm going back. This is an opportunity to get out of it. So I did, um, and I went back to work like three or four months later. I, you know, I'd lost a couple of stone. I was looking fresh. I was feeling great. Um, so that was that was the that was how it happened, really. That was a long answer, but that's that basically the journey of how I went from sort of mess to success i suppose in yeah, my personal yeah, yeah. life yeah. uh more definitely my personal life and it started that journey as well opened me doors to sort of more time which then enabled me to start writing books and start their life guide and etc etc and that's all rest is all history yeah and then it's all all sort of you know it's it's all your clock the climb's been you know pretty sort of significant isn't it over the last couple of years and i've heard you talk about the time the the andy podcast on the rich roll was was a tipping point as well yeah that was one of one of the days on the way home from work i was watching it i don't even know how it got my phone but i was watching it on on the train and it was one of the ones where i was glued to it like it was an hour and a half and i was like i'll just watch a couple of minutes glued to the whole thing and then when I got in the door, like I literally like was carrying, like you know, ignoring the family, like just looking at my phone, just like laid on the bed, watched the whole thing, uh, and then that was it. Really, that was a bit. I said to my missus, she came out the bathroom and the ensuite. She went, "I said I'm going to give up booze," and she was like, "Yeah, right, darling. Dinner's going to be ready in five minutes." So I was yeah. like, "Right." <laughs> she thought, "Yeah," but I knew in myself that that was it. I was doing it. Yeah, yeah. It's that light bulb moment, isn't it? I mean, I remember, I remember that podcast. I think. I I think I had been sort of maybe watching Andy before, but I don't know how. I can't remember how much I was watching him. Do you know what I mean on on socials and stuff? And then 
But I remember that podcast. I, there was a couple of things, and there was two books in that podcast he mentioned. And I was so into ingrained in that listening to um, listening to him. I ordered the two books whilst you know I'm, I'm yeah I'm watching it, and then I'm clicking on Amazon. I'm ordering the books, and I think my first my first thought was. And then, oh yeah, and then I text a mate. You've always got that one mate who's kind of a little bit into, you know, um, self development and a bit sort of like in because you've been talking to him about it and stuff. And I text a mate saying, "You seen this fella from 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 Essex on on the Rich Roll podcast?" And then, you know, because up until that point, I can't recall like a you know a British guy who I can relate to being on unless you're a doctor or something being on that podcast. And then when Andy come on, I was like. Just like it's fella from Essex, you know he's he's like he and he um and he and he absolutely smashed it. I thought I thought he'd done like he nailed it. And I I asked him when I first when we were coaching about a year ago, and he was like, oh, I just thought it was so bad I couldn't listen to it and stuff. But I was like, mate, you absolutely absolutely brilliant. Yeah, it was, and he, it, that that's when you're in natural flow state, isn't it? He was in a flow state talking about what he'd been talking about for the last seven years or whatever, but no one had. Yeah listen to him really that was his opportunity and i think it's a bit like we're talking right now probably people would would be listening to this going wow that's brilliant but you know, you're just talking about your own journey aren't you and it's so the benefit of alcohol free living is that you're just talking about you and your life and that's it you're not making stuff up i'm not saying anything to try and you know make myself money or tread over yeah. people it's just this is just me this is my story and people will resonate it or they're not or they don't and i think that's what he did yeah and you know he, he did and obviously there's that big sort of authenticity piece to all this isn't there like um you know and I, again it's what i get a lot from your stuff matt as well and i think although we talked about being consistent and persevering all stuff like this i think there's that part as well now thinking about it, isn't there there's the authenticity part and i i think was it i think it was a friday or saturday just this weekend you were saying Something that great, you know, really caught my attention was you were saying, if you want to drink, then that's you know, if you're if you want to drink, or, or it's your choice. But I'm just telling you on my page how it worked for me. But if you want to go on and you know do that for you, you know, and I thought that was again, that's I think that authenticity piece is quite important as well, you know. Yeah, and uh, that's another one of them ones. I just thought I'm just going to talk to the camera. I didn't plan it. And actually, in hindsight, that was a fucking good message. That was really, like, it came out really well. And I was like, actually, it's so true. I've never thought of it like myself. It just came out. I was like, actually, if you want to, if you want to drink, uh, if you want to drink a little bit, then drink a little bit. But you've got to prepare that you're going to be underpotentialized a little bit and you're going to be tired a little bit and you're not going to be as present with your family or your yeah, kids a little bit. It. But if you want to drink loads all the time, you've got to be prepared that you're going to be tired all the time and you're going to be underpotentialized a lot and you're not going to be present at all with your friends and family. Or don't drink at all and then you won't be tired and you'll yeah. be able to fulfill your potential. Like The choices are all yours. You choose whatever you want to do. I'm just here to share my experience of it and just to um, outline what what the consequence will be of either free option, really. Yeah, yeah, and that was that, that sort of really resonated with me. And I, I try when I've got the platform, and sometimes in in um, on the dry lights, I try to, I try, I, I don't try. I come at that authentic angle, and you know, something I said last week in in the app was, what's your? Um, I just threw it out there, like, what's your authentic AF wins, right? And how do you feel? What when you really break it down? What's your you know, you you look at that authenticity piece and how do you really feel? What's been your biggest wins? And what I was trying to, where I was going with that is you've got, you've got a place for the big superpower wins, right? Which some people have, which is this huge weight loss and then, you know, going on to do amazing things. And, and that's, that's fantastic because obviously they, you know, they, they might have drunk all their life and been overweight through booze and then gone on. But I also think there's this whole space for this like authentic wins right and because it's what I went through do you know what I mean I was like like examples you know looking my kids in the eye when I'm talking to them having deeper conversations meeting people and not being edgy anymore when I meet people I think there's you know it's sort of there's a few authentic ones in there that I like to talk about yeah of course you just turn up as you aren't you you're not going in somewhere and needing to have a couple of 
pints of courage to be able to put on whatever act it depends on whatever place you are in. Do you know what I mean? You can just turn up as you all the time to any occasion, to any person, like I am now, like I was at the gym earlier, like I will be tonight. It's just me. Um, so I think that's the best place to be in it. It doesn't take any effort. Yeah, just that. Yeah, so it's almost like just just that, like what you said, that flow state as well. I think that's 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 the best that's the best state. And I think the longer I've been in the dry app as well, I found myself getting into a little bit of flow as well. And that's um, you know I, I enjoy that because obviously we all enjoy that time when we're in a we're, we're we're more flow than when we're thinking. Oh, how can I how can I add value here? What can I do here? What can I say? How should I be? You know, just 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 be authentic and get in that flow state. And I think people respond to that. Cool, mate. Yeah, so, no, completely agree. So, sort of going on to the vision for dry app for the future. What's what sort of you touched on it, but you know, in terms of numbers and how you feel about the app, and you know, how, where, where do you see this going? I, I think we would like it to be a household name. I don't hide behind that. I'd like it. Yeah. You know, I'd like there to be millions of people in it. I'd like it to be in every country. I'd like to eventually be able to sort of tailor it for each country with languages with life members in each country that are heading it up, you know, dry meetings happening all the time. Obviously me and Andy can't get to everyone, but we're looking at something now where we're looking at the potential of setting up something so that we can sort of almost train people to become almost like a dry host and they can host their own events, mm-hmm. um, which is quite exciting because obviously the, the, the difficulty with that is to try and manage it because you want to make sure it's positive, fun, vibrant, and we want to make sure it's sort of aligned with the values of the app. So that's sort of what we're eyeing over at the minute, but that's where we see it going. We want to really put a rocket under it, get it get it localised as well as, you know, we want the big hope, big hub, little hub kind of approach, if you know what I mean, where we want to be massive, we want to be in every country, but also we want to be seeing little meetings in like Margate, um, yeah, with four people. So as much as we want to see us selling out a London auditorium for our annual you know, conference or whatever it is. So um, we're thinking big, but also acting small as well. So that's that's kind of the strategy for it. And we, we think there's still a lot of room in what we can do organically before we then go down the market route. But yeah, I think, I think if my view is that everyone who downloads it will, will enjoy it for one reason or another um and they'll get something for it and from it and it's for and it's for free so you know why not so we, 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 the job is how many people can we get it in front of how many people can we get it on their phone and therefore how many people can we help change their lives and therefore how many people does that help around them in their friends family mm-hmm. so um yeah like i said to you like off there there's yeah there's calm there's headspace for the meditation world, the Strava, for the running world. Yeah. yeah. There's my fitness pal for the calorie tracking. There's all these things available. Why can't there be drive for the alcohol-free space? And the beauty of it is it's not about going sober. It's about taking a break from the booze. It's about if you want to do a 30 days off, do a little challenge, come in. If you want to drink still, but you're mostly dry, then come in. And if you want to live an alcohol-free lifestyle, totally, then come in as well. We're all like encompassing. We welcome everyone. And that, again, it makes it a nice place to be with no judgment. And we are all supportive of each other. Yeah, beautiful, mate. Beautiful. And, yeah, and I, I, I don't see any reasons why it's not going in, in that direction. I think, you know, I was just there thinking about some highlights for me um what i felt what i felt in the app is that obviously it's completely different from the social media right because you haven't got it's not you haven't got the noise like you've got on instagram of things that you don't want to see it's all like-minded like-minded people and i think um you know the two things two words that that spring to mind is authenticity i see everybody being authentic in the app and also the level of support everyone's being supportive in the app which kind of ties in with what you were saying there's not a lot of drama or grief in there you know everyone's everyone's kind of supporting each other because there's that common like-mindedness of a alcohol but b um wanting to become a better you because ultimately that's all what we're doing it for aren't we in some shape or form yeah exactly that's exactly what we're doing we're all trying to get there we're all helping each other we're all we've got the framework there you know and now with dry mind we, we're taking it to a whole nother level as well so yeah. i think it's 
is there it's growing it's evolving it's changing but it's all going to become bigger and better and that's why i'm excited for this year because i i've got visions of it this year but you know who knows because you know the drop of a hat we could get something that really changes it all good or bad you know who knows what happens we've got to be prepared for it all but we are we've got some exciting plans and we're we're it'd be very interesting to talk to you again like in a year's time because i think yeah. it'll be yeah good to reflect yeah and, and see how far it's gone okay mate Brilliant, Matt. And just before we start to sort of tie up um, off the sesh as well, um, it's something that you've, you've I've, I've sort of been watching and, and seeing looks looks pretty pretty cool. Yeah, that's a personal like thing of mine because I know it's like being a lad and I know mm. what it's like how hard it is for me to climb out of that pit where you know your lads culture football beers packet everything that comes with it um, yeah. and. There weren't really anything that I found that I, I mean, there might be stuff out there that I could find that I resonated with. Like it was either you got to go to AA or that's it or narcotics anom- yeah. anonymous, yeah. you know, what cocaine anonymous. Um, there's this stuff, but there's nothing that's having a laugh about it. And I think there's, there's elements where you can have, have a good, like on my office session, we did drug week last week. And just for people that don't know what offset is, it's a it's it's a way in which I can offer my coaching for a low price, basically. So I want to I want to get it in front of as many people as possible. So for twenty nine pound a month, um, I do a weekly coaching session, a group coaching session. So it's offering four hours of coaching for twenty nine pound a month. Um, alongside that, you get a, a private group in the dry app where we all have a good laugh and everyone catches up with each other. Alongside that, you get dry mind for free, which is nine ninety nine a month. Um, and then also you get, yeah, bits and bobs. Sort of, I chucked in some beers when everyone came in. There's loads of stuff that's happening along the way, but essentially I wanted to create a, a, a new group of mates um, that's men's only that we can just have a laugh, which we do um, every week's a different theme. It was sleep week. It was the drug week the week before um, we, we t- so I coach around the edges of drugs, but also we have told a few stories about drugs in a safe space um, and everyone got a few things off their chest and we had a, and we laughed about it all whilst we're having like a zero percent beer on a friday night because that's when it is um and it started off really well we've got a great again great group there's been no trouble great group of lads everyone gets on we're doing our first meet up in march um and I, i'm excited that's only just getting started i'm excited to see what happens with that because i want to i really want to grow that crowd but again yeah. i just wanted to get their tone right first like we did with dry and it's it's lads only right lads only mate yeah just i I wanted that space because i feel like lads are a lot are underserved um and it's Mm. a passion of mine is we're going to probably end up doing a women's only one as well down the line um but lads just need their own space and i think actually once we started talking it was also natural in in the group in the coaching calls it felt right straight away so i'm excited to see where this one goes yeah and the timing of it i mean it's friday night sort of sounds perfect timing right when you could you know those triggers could be going off or yours there's that accountability piece wrapped into a friday night as well do you know what i mean sounds sounds the right time yeah exactly you're going to you know get to friday night at six o'clock and you're thinking, right, I've got mates, we've got the weekend, football, whatever. Our call every week is at seven. It's seven till eight, it's one hour. Drop in or, you know, that's come on it every week. But if you want to drop in it or watch the recording of it, that generally acts as a great sort of turning point of your weekend already because you come on, have a 0% beer with me. We'll do a bit of coaching. We'll have a chat. You come out of the end, you're buzzing. You've had your beer. You don't have any inclination to drink and you're ready to sort of take on the weekend. So it's strategically timed um, every single week. And it's, like I said, it's just going really well. Brilliant. Yeah, good stuff. No, it sounds. And what I've found um, with some of this stuff and just just talking to people on my journey is just giving people like that space to talk about this stuff, especially men, is more powerful than what I've seen is that there's, there's the power right there is that space to talk regardless of how like the greatest coach coaches or whatever advice people are giving or whatever you're it's just whatever you know whatever name it whatever it's called just to be able to sort of people to speak about this stuff is i think that's where the real kind of you know the real power lies definitely mate when as lads you just don't do it you just don't really talk to anyone so it's seen as a weakness whereas you come on our, our group and we, and we do it in a way where we just have a laugh about it. Like it might, it's intentionally just luring out the stories of the drug stories. And then it that usually, you know, gets off people's chest. They feel lighter. They've shared something. We've had a laugh about it. We've all got the same experience in one way or another. 
and you feel like in the right place. You feel like you're surrounded by the right people and therefore you feel like actually I wasn't just me doing that. It was me being a lad and everyone, you know, there's plenty of other lads that are doing the same thing or did the same thing. And actually we're all good lads. That's what I put on the website. It's for office sessions for good lads. It's for yeah. lads that want more. It's for good lads that want more. It's for good lads that want to be good dads. It's for good lads that want to be good husbands. It's for, you know, it's not for, you know, people that are recovering alcoholics, not for people that are putting vodka and the cornflakes. It's for people that just want to basically live a better life, um, but don't know where to turn or how to do it or want a bit of accountability. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, that's it in a nutshell. Yeah. So look at that wanting to become, that's where wanting to become a better you, wanting to become that real authentic you, wanting to move, you know, to move away from all that society pressure, that society norm, you know, um, Eddie, Eddie Hearn's poem, he talks about this poem about the man in the mirror. It's a bit, uh, I'll put it in this uh, PDF that I've, um, that I worked on. And then, um, and it's like a real, just, just real spiritual, meaningful poem about, um, looking in the mirror at the end of each day and thinking about who you've become, what you've done, how you've contributed, you know, and the only person, the idea of the mirror concept is that, you know, the only person that really, you're either lying to or being honest, honest to is, is you, you know, and I think, um, mm. you know, and I think that's, um, you know, that's, that's really powerful, you know? Yeah. I've not seen that, mate. You'd have to send it over to me. Yeah. I'll have to send you. It's called, I, I actually confession that I stole it from him and then, uh, but it was, it's something that he said a while back and I think, um, he's been reading it since a young age. And then I was like, do you know what? That's totally right for Mr. Success. Cause it's about really ultimately when all said and done, when you strip away the layers of, um or self-development or becoming a better you it's ultimately down to who who do you want to become and doing it for you do you know what i mean because it all starts i think it all starts with with you yes you want to be a better husband you want to do it for your kids and stuff like that but you've got to want to do it for yourself you've got to be you know looking at that honesty part that authenticity part do you know what i mean yeah you do mate you do definitely i think that's so true yeah i'm, I'm excited to read that yeah, no, it's it, it's a real it's a real good one, mate. Okay, all right. Well, listen, let's um, let's wrap this up. I'd have loved to have uh, gone on and talked about boxing and everything else, but we're just coming to the uh, we're just hitting that um, we're hitting that time frame. So, Matt, um, thanks for coming on, mate. It's been a real real pleasure. I'm just so you know humbled and blessed to be to be a part of this and, and be on this sort of journey in a small part with you and with everybody else involved in the app and um yeah definitely come back on in a year's time and look at all what we've uh you've and what we've achieved definitely mate yeah and thank you for being a part of it because you've been a massive help and of the lives you're doing and they're always well received you're a great lad a great person to be around and yeah valuable member of the team mate and i, I when i talk about the vision of dry it involves you know the life members it involves everyone that's been a part of it since day one and everyone that's going to be a part of it as it grows so yeah i really appreciate it mate and i'll definitely come back on Yes, mate. No problem. Okay. And just to wrap up, I mean, everyone would know, but you're, you're at Better Life Guy on Instagram, at Dry App. Is, is off the sesh as well? Off the sesh.com. Yeah. Uh, and off the sesh on Instagram. Yeah. Better Life Guy on Instagram, Better Life Guy on Facebook, betterlifeguy.com. We've got three websites to go to. Yeah. Off the sesh.com, dryapp.com, betterlifeguy.com. Okay. It's all there. We'll find you. Everyone will find you, Matt. All right. Cheers, mate. You take care. Cheers, mate. Thanks. See you soon.